Peace and greeting from the sound of the rising sun. This is the Divine Council Podcast, and uh, this is your boy, Monquay. And this is Stefan. And we're back at it with uh, episode 48 of the Divine Council Podcast. Yes, sir. Let's, uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> All right, so um, I just posted up uh, episode 47, so... That should be, by the time the listeners hear this, that one will be out for sure. I'm trying to uh, get like a rotation of when to uh, to drop the the episodes, you know, just to stay consistent. But, um, yes, you know, just as always, a lot has happened since the last time we recorded an episode. Um, personally, for me, for me, uh, this past week was just a busy one because it was at the end of the month. So I had a lot of uh, month-end processes to do. And other than that, it's just the usual for this time of the year. Um, well, for this this time of the just working from home, I've just been... When I'm not working, I try to take my mind off of it by just either watching like movies or TV shows or playing, playing a video game, you know, uh, I'll go for jogs and walks. I got these dumbbells, you know, 40 pound dumbbells that I haven't really been using, but trying to get consistent with doing that moving forward. Because according to like my company, you know, there's not like a timetable of when we're all going to be back in the office we still have like um we still have optional times throughout the week where we can go in, but you know, for the most part, still just working from home, man. And um yeah, it's it's crazy to think. It's uh closing in on five months. Really been working from home for like five months. I seen somebody tweet today, they were saying damn, everything, they were mentioning the timeline, you know, with like, wow, it was just March, now it's August? Like, what the fuck? Like, I was just thinking about that too. But uh, I go out because I'm starting to get to the habit of like having, going to get like coffee and shit. Because, you know, the, the benefits with that. I was just thinking, I was like, damn, I ain't really done nothing. Like, I ain't went out or did shit for like half a year. <laughs> I've just been inside, bro. Like, I've really just been inside for like half a year, bro. I'm not even bullshitting. It's just mainly just been me. Like, you know, uh, I was watching one of Spiritual Souls videos today, and he was saying how pretty much all day, every day, he's by himself. He don't have any friends around. And he's just like, you know, doing his shit, you know, trying to get his stuff right and, you know, being healthy and stuff like that. And me, it's just like, yeah, man, it's just, I, I just be in the crib all the time, bro. Like, just chilling and just, uh, you know, trying to maintain and making sure I'm eating the right things and trying to budget correctly and take vitamins and stuff like that. But yeah, dude, it's like so much time has passed. Like, bro, it's like, damn, bro. Like, where, where has the time gone, dude? Because it's like, we're in the last month, really. Well, month and a half 
of a summer not i really haven't done anything you know i haven't been out the house this uh next weekend i'm supposed to go see my my brother he uh he moved to virginia i think he's living in virginia beach so my fam we're supposed to go up there and see him so that that would be something but other than that man it's just like damn it's like past six months i ain't done nothing bro i've just been you know like a cocoon you know ready to start the metamorphosis you know for what's next because i'm looking at different opportunities and stuff so but yeah that's what i've been up to since the last time we recorded how about you and for me, you know, I was actually thinking about that early, which is which is ironic. I was thinking about that early. I was thinking like, damn, like I really ain't done nothing. I wonder, like, I feel like I ain't got no friends, even though I know I got friends. But like, I know they probably doing the same thing. Like I'm just sitting here, like, d- like not doing anything. It's like a new, it's a new normal. Like they said, like I'm just doing the same thing, chilling. Seeing, seeing, checking out my calories, seeing how much, you know, what I'm, what, what, what am I going to do there? Am I going to work out? Just, you know, take the day off. Am I going to, you know, look in, look at different uh, invest, investment strategies and budget, like you said, like, but, you know, just doing my own shit. But like, it's, it, it seems like time is moving so fast. I kind of feel like I get lost in time these days sometimes, you know, like, like I'm just going to work and coming home, going to work, coming home. Next thing I know, it's been a month has passed. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm un, un, unorganized, and so much stuff is so much. Uh, I have so much on my on my plate sometimes, and like you said, it was just March, and it really, you know, I was thinking, I was I was talking to my my dad, and it was like I couldn't even remember stuff that happened this year because it felt like this i mean this year it's felt like it's been so long you know but yeah it's, it, yeah it's went by so quick so i just feel like you know for me personally i just you know i've been doing the same old been working focusing on myself focusing on you know how am i how i'm going to continue to you know get healthy and continue to turn the next turn the page for the next step in my life or whatever so you know it's interesting I um just been powering up powering up because I know whenever whenever I guess this this situation is over with I personally think it's gonna be you know it's, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be different than before and it's gonna eventually be a lot better we got to get through this through these hard times you know so yeah. Yeah. That's what that's, that's what I've been up to. Man, it, it's interesting to think like sometimes I just get excited by just going and driving. Like yeah. I, I just get excited by like going I, I like going to parks and shit. Like I like going on trails and stuff like that. Like I just get excited going to like different parks and just like driving around the city and shit and it's just like I don't know, it's just, if, to me it's that's always just been fun to me. Just to like drive around and stuff, just listen to music. Like, I, I agree. Like that's one thing. That's 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 funny because like that's one thing I do every week. One one thing I do like I'll have like my days off and then my first day off I'll, I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up, 
usually I'll go get something to eat or whenever I run errands, I'll just drive around and listen to listen to the podcast or listen to different YouTube videos or whatever. Just drive around, like, you know, just drive around the city and, and just get lost for a little bit and then just come back home. That's like that's what I that's what I look forward to. That in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Um and it's like, you know, it, it, it's just it's extremely it gets to the point, it's like it's just extremely boring at certain times for me because like I'll be just thinking of different things I could do and stuff, and then I'll have stuff that I wanted to do pop into my mind or just random things like I see something popular like a, a item or something like a um like that that Clase Azul tequila. I've been trying to get that recently, but I haven't been able to like find it in like stores and stuff. I've been going to like wine uh, shops and like went to like the ABC store. They don't have it. But every time I go in there, cause I, cause it had been a while since the last time I had drink and I was uh, in the ABC store like a couple weeks ago. And then I was just like, damn, I don't want to just walk in and not get nothing. Cause I feel kind of, I don't know. just, to me, it feel kind of weird to just go in there and not get anything. So when I went in there and I didn't see it, I was just like, well, let me just get this uh, 1800. So I got that and I was drinking that a little bit. And then I went to the wine shop and uh, they didn't have that tequila either. So I just saw the, um, that good old Capricio and I just got a little, you know, got like four bottles of that. I haven't finished any of it. Like I still got like a half of one of the um, bottles in the fridge and shit. But it's just like different things like that, man. It's just like, damn, I'm wishing that the parks will like open up again so I can at least go to the court. I just wanted to, you know, just practice on my skills and stuff. Cause it's like, damn, like my, my plan, man, originally I was like, bro, I was going to try to like really become like the greatest street ball player of all time. But you know, <laughs> uh, they closed the fucking, they took the fucking rims off the, the basketball courts. I'm like, bro, I'm like, damn, I'm like, dude, we can at least play basketball or something. Like, I mean, I know it's outside, but, I mean, it's literally just outside. Like, people just can walk around and shit. Like, damn, like, we just play basketball. We should, I mean, we could be good doing that, you know? But, uh, nah, they, they got the rims off. But, uh, do, do you know how much longer we're supposed to uh, be in this phase? Phase two? I'm, honestly, you know, I, I reverted back to what I said before, you know, not really, because I feel like I was getting kind of ca- too caught up in into the whole, I feel like I was getting too caught up into the, to everything you know so yeah to be to be real with you man i ain't even really been paying no attention because i still believe i do believe it'll probably just disappear um you know i think it's some other stuff going on so i just i just really i feel like i was getting too caught in it you know i was getting too caught up into the mass stuff and to the mandates and to what they were saying because you know at this point you know, I, I think I really, really stopped stopped listening whenever they were recommending people wear goggles or something like that. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I I heard that. Yeah, I heard it was like it was something. I think I, I, I was I was seeing on Facebook, and I heard somebody talking about it on one of the YouTube videos. That's ridiculous. Goggles, really? Like, yeah. And then I see they, they had put Doctor Fauci. They, they had a, he had spoke in front of Congress. I was so I had watched this morning. And um, he he never. They asked him if if he were, like it. Was, uh, it was, honestly, it, basically, they asked him if if 
protesting was okay. No, basically, if if you can't go to church and if you can't go to work and you can't open your business, then protesting must not be okay. And he would never like he would never say that it, that protesting was not okay. Like he would never say that. He was basically beating around like beating around the bush with the with the question because he was under oath. Though the guy who asked the question, I just basically he had like read off a statement, like three, two or three statements where he had basically said that protest. He literally said that protest, like protesting, increases the rate of transmission and um, you know how how quick the virus spreads. But when he was under oath, he wouldn't say it. So I just really started to. I got back to what I said, you know, earlier and previously because. I feel like I was getting too caught up into the, to the media and to like you know a yeah. lot of the, a lot of the BS. Right. I was getting too caught up in it instead of really looking at it. You know, like re- investigating it and researching. I, I think I was getting too caught up in it. Like so, I literally, man. Like I don't really know, man. The last thing I heard was they somebody was recommending goggles or something like that, or they said the goggles help and face shields or something. Right, right. And I was just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna really get, I'm really gonna like, really like, quarantine, like, really chill, or like, really, really, really chill from here on out, and see and see how it is, you know, for the next for the next couple months. Because I truly think that we're probably gonna go back to phase one for a little bit. That's what I think. I, I think that I, I think it's just gonna get weirder here for a little while. You know, so I, I I just I'm gonna focus on what I can really focus on, which is I guess just staying healthy and focusing on my fitness and going to work. Yeah, I mean, there's only you know, there's only so much we can do at the end of the day, you know, because like yeah. I mean, again, I'm a I'm a person that believes in uh in destiny. So if you're meant to if you're meant to be diagnosed with covid then you're meant to have it and if you're gonna survive you're gonna survive if not then it is what it is but more times than not people are surviving and uh coming back from this but then there's other cases where people they uh quote unquote recover from it but months later they still don't have their uh their taste buds right you know stuff like that so it's like i mean there's only so much you can do man i mean you know we can continue to social distance and stuff but if people, if people don't want to take it seriously and continue to uh, congregate and act like nothing is going on, then these mandates are going to continue to happen. At the end of the day, so people, if if we want stuff to, if we want things to go to uh, move forward as a country, then people are going to have to start um, congregating less and staying home. You know. Um, Cause like for like I was saying before, it's just been like the past five months. It's just been I just have I've just been having my own party at my crib, my own my own party. Mm-hmm. Like I just be you know if I'm not working on music, I'm just all day. I might just be singing melodies and shit and just rapping and I be just doing stupid shit. Like just sometimes I just you know you get angry, just yell and shit and just scream and I play the uh, I be playing two K and be raging and shit like. Because it's like, bro, like, I broke a TV a couple weeks ago. I broke the TV because I was raging at the game because I was just playing it. And I I was, uh, 
I felt like I felt like I didn't have an advantage. I mean, and you can attest to this, especially on these these games that have looting in it. They rig those games. Now yeah. they can yeah, they can try better. to deny that they want, but they rig those games for one or another person to pl- to win it. At the end of the day, like it, it gets to a point to where uh, if you're playing a game, the AI on your team will just do the dumbest shit and literally just cost you a game and stuff. So I was playing somebody online and they had like some of the best cards in the game and shit. And it's just nothing was working for me. I just like flipped and I just closed the app and I threw the controller and it like cracked the screen on the TV. So then I called and told my my parents about it because that was the TV they had gave me. Um, I was going to pay for it and stuff, but they said not to worry about it. It was an older TV. So now I got another TV that I bought myself. And um, I was just telling them it's just about, you know, having this built up energy and stuff. It's just I needed somewhere to to let that out, you know, since I've just been inside all like five months. And I just played a game to just let out my energy and shit and Today I was raging a little bit, but I ain't throw a controller or nothing like that. But you know, it's just you know, it's just like it's just so just everything just so built up right now. It's just like trying to find a release and shit. And not even in the like um not even not even in like a no weird no uh like a sexual release or nothing like that, because I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, man. I was like, man, I've been inside and shit, you know. Oh, you go every time you're on your timeline, it's like for me on my timeline, certain people just all day I just see some sex or some shit like that. It gets to the point, it's just like I just I'm just over it. All oh, like just watching the porn and shit. And I'm just like, bro, it's like there's no point. I'm just wasting time, you know. Um, I could be putting my energy into uh something else. Um, you know. So I've just been trying to just refocus, just refocus my energy recently. And uh, yeah, you know, what? what one thing, speaking of porn, it's, it's, it's interesting that I brought that up because something weird recently happened where like uh, it's been shown proof of uh, Pornhub has had like paid like underage girls on the, the site and like have sex videos. There was one a popular post I seen today about a 15-year-old that had made like dozens of videos on the, the site and was uh paid for it. And and people were saying that she was doing it against her will, and then there was people arguing against it and stuff. But I mean, it just goes back to what we were talking about with uh the uh Ghislaine Maxwell case, you know, with this child trafficking is something that is very rampant right now you know people i don't think people understand that all of this is connected you see certain uh celebrities like uh chrissy Teigen, she was getting in hot water because of some tweets she said you know she was talking about wanting to see like she said something about like a 13 year old boy or something wanting to see him naked or something like that but it's like she was speaking. She said a lot of weird yeah, shit, she was saying, man. She was saying a lot of weird stuff, and this was years ago on Twitter. You know, like it's some shit like that only a pedophile would say, like yeah, like like that. People don't realize, like they look at it as like she just wording things wrong. It's like nah, bro. It's like they speaking code. Like this is like some secret underworld shit. You know, people. I think a lot of people have never been on the dark web before, and they don't understand it. Like 
this shit is it is real. It's not you no, know, it's not like a movie with dramatization. This is real, and they speak in code twenty four seven. You know, um, but she was they you know quote unquote they were trying to cancel her for that or whatever. But and it's just like at the end of the day, it's like. You just got to understand that this world is not what it seems to be. Um, and, and I'm just going to say this now. Shit, I'm not deleting none of my tweets or nothing, bro. I don't care at the end of the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, if that's how I felt at the time, whatever I said, and that's how I felt, you know? And I'm not somebody that's going to apologize for anything unless I feel like I truly... Unless I feel like I truly made a mistake that to to that harm somebody, you know, whether that be mentally or spiritually or something like that, maybe then I'll consider it. But other than that, nah, man. If I if I ever become popular and shit, don't expect no apology or nothing like that from me. From what I said, I mean, I've said plenty on this this podcast that could probably get me canceled in the future, but I don't care at the end of the day. Um, but uh, yeah, so speaking on just Lane Maxwell, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was something uh, recent that happened with her. Her court, the court released her uh, documents about her dealings with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, this is big, big news. You know, we've been talking about this for a while now. And um, this further implicates Maxwell with uh, Epstein, with what they were doing with the child trafficking that they took part in. And let me see if I can find something from like an article or something like that. Cause it's a lot of documents and this is public information. You can, to anybody that want to go and look, you can go find it and you can download and read the documents and stuff. But I'm trying to find something that just pretty much gives like highlights of it. Like some of the stuff that stood out the most. All right, so Wall Street Journal. I don't like how all these news uh, websites—they always try to get you to subscribe. Now we know mm-hmm. that we know that the news, we know that uh, mainstream media is dying. So yeah, they need you to subscribe, but I'm not going to subscribe. <laughs> um, right, keep refreshing the page and doing all of, doing whatever you can to read the article for free. Yeah, it says if you can support the Guardian for from as little as a dollar. I'm not supporting mainstream media. Like the most support I'll give you is just by clicking the site. That's it. Right. Add add, add click. Yeah. Okay. So, according to this uh, guard, the Guardian article, I'm just about to read some of the excerpts from it. It says the documents released on Thursday helped shed light on Maxwell and Epstein's personal relations. And one of the personal emails between Epstein and Maxwell, Epstein, Epstein wrote on January 25th, 2015. And I quote, you have done nothing wrong and I would urge you to start acting like it. Go outside 
head high, not as an escaping convict. Go to parties, deal with it. The exchange followed a request from Maxwell, who was romantically linked to Epstein, to be distanced from his dating life. Some of them also relate to previous claims of uh, Jeffrey, such as former President Bill Clinton riding on Epstein's plane and Alan Dershowitz, who had worked as Epstein's attorney, has repeatedly denied misconduct. He did not immediately respond to a request for comment. During brief questioning about Bill Clinton, the documents show Jeffrey said she, she saw the former president on Epstein's island. Representatives for Clinton did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Clinton has uh, distanced himself from Epstein, and in a 2019 statement, a spokesperson said, and I quote, President Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes Jeffrey Epstein pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago, or those with which he has been recently charged in New York. End quote. The documents also show that Jeffrey was asked in an interview whether Epstein ever bragged about the age of any girls with whom he has sexual relations. Yes, he did. He did all the time, she said. The worst one that I heard, of, heard from him from his, from his own mouth was this pretty 12-year-old girl he had flown in for his birthday. It was a surprise birthday gift from one of his friends, and they were from France, she, had, she alleged. Epstein told her powerful people owed him favors, Jeffrey claimed, according to the documents. Lots of people owed him favors from what he told me. That's why I believe he does so many favors in the first place. Um, also goes on to speak about Prince Andrew, who we talked about before. She claim, uh, she has claimed she had sex with as a teenager at Epstein's behest. Um, and yeah, this just further exposes this sex ring that's going on. And uh, in the entertain, well, this this implicates a lot of people in all industries. You know, major players, major uh, benefactors in this in this world that are living in this this secret society, and uh, everything is coming to the light. So it's going to be interesting to see what what becomes of this with these high profile names uh, continue to be mentioned going to Epstein's island, and this dude was a monster, um, as he, you heard me say. He was bragging about having a 12-year-old fly in for his birthday. You know, so what I mean, I I I I try to think about it a lot, man. Like I was watching this movie yesterday called Game Night. And it's like there was a scene, they were playing like a game, no pun intended. They were playing a game uh with their friends, uh, these adults, and uh the theme was a murder mystery. Well, it turns out I don't want to give it away completely because it's a crazy twist. It's a really good movie, in my opinion. Um, turns out the people that are supposed to be the kidnappers for the murder mystery, they're actual kidnappers. And they kidnap the the, the lead's uh, brother. So then they have to go and try to free his brother from these kidnappers and stuff. And um, they have this scene where they have to go to this uh, party from the, this rich person's uh, mansion party. And they're actually having fight club 
downstairs in the mansion. Just a bunch of rich people bidding on some mostly black men to fight and, you know, beat the shit out of one another and bidding hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like, what makes these people want to, they get to the point to where they just want to just throw money at shit that doesn't, that's alternative to the mainstream that is disturbing and, you know, grotesque. And the only thing I could think of is just at the end of the day, it's just a, it's power. In my opinion, it's power that leads people with this amount, an extraordinary amount of wealth to just participate in these disgusting acts of crime that we continue to hear about in the media. And with everything coming to light, hopefully we can rid these people of these powerful positions and get them the fuck up out of here, you know, because we need the new regime to come in. Like we've been talking about with the new society, we need the, we need new people, new people, uh, new leaders, if you will, to be in the forefront and to expose this shit so that we can have, we can have a, a society move forward uh, together as opposed to being as divisive as we've been recently and continue to be. Uh, what are your thoughts about the documents? First, I want to say, you know, this goes back to them slowly, um, slowly unveiling what's really going on with this, uh, this sex cult pedophilic ring, slowly unveiling it to the uh, masses. Because, you know, I think those of us that's been keeping up with this for quite some time, I think we're starting to, it's just more confirmation, basically. Like, we, we like, even, even, it's still shocking, but it's just more confirmation on the weekly about what's really been going on. And let's just say, you know, it's been going back for thousands of years. And I'm starting to truly believe, you know, when this is all said and done, you know, all the information that's about to come out about, you know, the missing children and um, the, the, the sex rings and stuff. This is this may be what they what causes this may be one one thing that will cause the great awakening or a rapture like event. I think it's that deep, you know. Um, I think it's uh, clear. It's clear that this Miss Ma Miss Maxwell. This ain't no. This is going to be deeper than than when Epstein got arrested. Um, but it's all connected. And I truly think that we're probably just seeing the after effects of something that's already occurred, you know, honestly. It's, it, it could be that deep, but this, this is just another, they're slowly unveiling the stuff to us, you know, so. Um, I think I was also seeing somewhere where they said for a hobby, she would just video, she would just film and videotape famous celebrities having sex with, with children. I don't know if you if you uh, heard heard that uh, or saw that either, um, but I I saw that this past week, and I was just thinking like, damn, like each as each day each week goes on with her, it's like more and more stuff. It's more and more um, 
according to the media, which you can't always believe what you see and what they say. This is why I, I truly think that what we're seeing is we, like they probably already whatever they did, they already judged them or whatever, already already sentenced them. And they, we're, we're probably seeing the after effects. Some say we, we're like they're they're, um, you know, fighting off clones or whatever. I don't know, but I, I think it's something, it's something, uh, it's something deep, deeper than what we can even imagine. Um, but you know, it's it's interesting to see how this continues to go go on. You know, if it's anything that I've been that I've been kind of keeping up with, it is it is you know this situation. But you know, it's been so tense, like you said, the energy's been so high, like you know, on every level, it's been so high. Um. I've been seeing weird shit too on, on, on Twitter and shit, you know, it's, it's, it's just been, it's been tense. Everything's, everything's been different. So, you know, I've been taking it as a time to just kind of sit back and really focus on, you know, on this situation out of all things. Um, but I, you know, I, I say, let's just, let's just continue to keep our, keep our focus on this situation and, and you know, where, where they go from here. All right. For sure. For sure. Now, this second, this second, uh, topic, this really, uh, is something that I'm interested in because I love, I love, uh, science, you know, I love, trying to figure out about the unknown about this, this world and uh, this universe and galaxies and stuff, you know, going into like different dimensions, like 11, you know, they say there's like possibly 11 dimensions and shit. And we're only in like the third dimension. And, you know, I'm like, that's what I'm on. You know, I want to eventually try ayahuasca. I want to do that. You know, I want to take that journey to un to just uncover more about myself and the, the the world, but um, hell shit. If I wasn't doing what I was doing now, I could see in another reality me being like a scientist. Like I could see myself doing that, um, because this stuff is intriguing to me. You know, a lot of people make fun of the quote unquote tinfoil hat people and shit, trying to figure out the truth or whatnot. But a lot of times, it's like I mean. It's just like people want to know what what's real and they what's not, and they want to know what about the unknown. They want to go; they're looking deeper. And a lot of these these people that are on autopilot, they just don't understand it because we all are from the time we're born to the time we die, we are indoctrinated into this society to think certain ideas. And to uh, to live our life in such a in a certain structure, but at this point where we're at now, people of our generation, the millennials, and you know the Gen Z, we are, we're changing that we're changing that narrative and perspective on what it is to be um, a person and how to go about living in this world. So um, I go, I say all that to uh, say that if the Pentagon. They've come out and said that uh, the UF hunting program may, quote unquote, may still exist. 
So as we talked about before, uh, there was footage that was released of UFOs. And of course, you know, all the conspiracy people knew. I mean, we I mean, we already know this type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is old. We want to see the real shit. We want to see the actual aliens and pictures of them. You know, stop with all the, the foreplay. Let's get right to it. You know? Um, so the Pentagon came out and said that, yeah, the UFO hunting program may still exist. And uh, this is according to Space.com, an article from them. Uh, the, the U.S. government's search for unidentified flying objects is ongoing and is part of a program called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force that operates under the U.S. Office of Naval Intelligence according to a recent Senate committee reports. This agency appears to have assumed the responsibilities of another UFO hunting Pentagon group that was purportedly disbanded in 2012. UAPTF's findings could be made public within the next six months, the New York Times uh, reported on July 23rd. So yeah, we got a lot more coming about UFOs. Allegedly, um, the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee addressed the activities of UAPTF in June in their Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021. And uh, yeah, I mean, this just this just uh, continues to uh, prove the, the truthers right about things in this society and the people that just say, oh, you're crazy and shit, like this stuff doesn't exist or whatnot. Well, again, like we continue to say, all the truth now is coming to the light. It's been hidden for so long, but it's time for something different now. It's time that we have the new normal where things, the darkness becomes light, comes to the light and we know the truth. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see what happens with this. I mean, I'm trying to see actual aliens and stuff, but I mean, we see aliens every day. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get, if you want to get with that, if you if you get what I'm saying, in society we see people aliens every day. You know that live amongst us and continue to to try to tell us what is what and how to live and whatnot. So it's interesting, you know, I'm still trying to see, I'm trying to see if J, uh, uh, J-Rod was real or not, you know, <laughs> you know, so, cause I'm like, bro, like J-Rod, like that just don't, to me, alien name J-Rod, hmm, alien, J-Rod, they've been here before, they try to say aliens made pyramids, hmm, okay, it, aliens made pyramids, who was living near the pyramids? Mm, okay, it all it, it's all it's all coming together. It's all it's all unraveling, to say the least. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it, man. Have you been seeing this? Doing any research? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's correlating with what I believe. Where you know they're going to unveil a lot of stuff. I still, I, I think it's going to eventually get to where we're going to be able to travel to other planets. I don't know how, but I think it's, you know, I think it's shit. We're just basically in another reality, damn near. After we get through all this, 
this situation. Um, but I did it. I was seeing somewhere or somebody was saying, you know, watch out for them basically teasing us while at the, when at the same time we started to unveil or reveal more about, you know, the pedophile ring. You know, because it's still a political war going on. So it was saying, you know, they're going to unveil the technology and the, the, the disclosures soon. But for right now, a lot of what's going on is you got to be careful with them, with them trying to get your attention off of what, what really matters. Which I was somebody was seeing that they noticed a court. Um, forgot. Well, I think it was a YouTuber that I was watching. I, I watch YouTube videos and I just sometimes it's like the algorithms just take me wherever they go. I don't. I watch a lot of videos of people I don't follow, and I'll never really watch again. But it might be interesting. But as somebody was saying, like, basically, this is the second or third time I think they've come out with UFO videos and not really giving us any real information. And um, you know, this is basically this could be them trying to divert our attention off of others, off of uh, you know, the the pedophile ring. Um, but like I said before, I do feel like it's going to eventually very soon within the next year, within the next one to three years, it's going to be some crazy technology and like crazy shit unveiled about UFOs and what, what, what we're really doing on planet and what life is really about. I think we're going to get to that point after we get through this stuff. Yeah, I I definitely agree, man. I agree. It just seems it just seems too uh it's it seems too too good to be true that now all of a sudden they just wanna, you know, give us this information. It's gotta be for a reason. You know, plus the right, and, and that and that they're telling us stuff that we know and showing us stuff that we already basically know. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So Well, I was gonna say going into the tech stuff. Did you see how um, a lot of these big tech billionaires, they just had that uh, meeting? They had, a, I think it was at the, in D.C., if I'm not mistaken, or it was like a tech conference or something like that. I seen, uh, I seen it on my timeline. But uh, let me see if I can find something about it. But it was something recently that just happened, but with like Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg, they had to speak in front of Congress, I think. Yeah, but yeah, they had to speak in front of Congress. And uh, did you see the video with uh, Zuckerberg and AOC? She was like grilling him about the, the advertisement and stuff like on, on uh, Facebook. And he was pretty much saying, deflecting, pretty much saying that he doesn't really control that. Or something like that. He was he was going in trying to, you know, he's like congresswoman, congresswoman. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we we don't we don't do that. You know, that's that's outsourced. You know, he was just he was trying to deflect, and she was trying to tie it in with white supremacy, which he was deflecting from that. You know, had him nervous, like you know, a little bit. Had him shaking more than a, a two dollar stripper. You know what I'm saying? And. Um, <laughs> and it was it was just funny, bro. Like it, I don't know, bro. It, it was interesting to see. It's like he's 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 uh continuing to get. He keeps getting called up to like uh to DC, and it's, it seems like with each time 
he's closer and closer to breaking, like breaking down. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still don't think he's going to be around. I think he's going to get caught up. I think this is probably the sign that he's gotten, he's going to get caught up and something's going to come out about that pedophile ring. And I think he's going to get caught up in that shit at the very least. And, you know, and Facebook is the real, the real truth of what Facebook is and all that shit is going to be revealed. And his ass is not going to be around. And Facebook is not going to be around. Like, I, I, I still stand on my word. I think that's what I got out of, I got out of this, uh, with them meeting at Congress. Is that, you know, I, th- I don't think these motherfuckers are going to be here. I think they're connected to something. They're connected to something bigger, you know. And that's what I think that confirmed to, for me. Yeah. I, I definitely um, see that. And it's interesting, again, with tech, because, like, there's this article about Microsoft com- uh, talking about buying TikTok. You know, TikTok is extremely popular, another social media app right now. We've talked about it in the past, and Trump was t- wanting to ban it, you know, because it's a, it's a Chinese company that made that called uh, ByteDance. They're the ones that uh, made, it, made the app available for the u.s and it's extremely popular but he wants to do away with the app and microsoft is thinking about buying the app right now so i think that has something to do with this as well you know like 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 all of it all of it tying in together it's like there's a deeper meaning behind this this tiktok app which i've only you know i see tiktoks and stuff online and stuff i've never actually went to like the tiktok site I just see like like videos and stuff, you know, that that are trending. But to me, it's just like, man, it's just another form of um. All this, all it, all it is, is that they're just using all of this. I feel like these these uh, clips, you know, it's just more data, more data to have on us. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go take it a step further, I think. <laughs> Some people might, some people might, I'm pretty sure you probably have thought about this, but um, they're collecting all of this data so eventually they can bring transhumanism to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that don't know what transhumanism is, I'll just read the definition from the Oxford. Uh, it's the belief or theory that the human race can evolve beyond its current physical and mental limitations, especially by means of science and technology. So what does that mean, uh, informant and in, well, in layman's terms? With transhumanism, with our data that they're collecting on us by using these social media apps, they can create an AI version of us. They can create a, 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 a not just not just a clone, but they can create a better copy of who we are, you know, and someone, something that lacks, something that lacks, uh, like human emotions and, and, uh, they can control it to the point of taking over what we have in terms of our, not just jobs and stuff, but just taking over the country. I mean, we've talked about, uh, like, uh, the, that robot, Sophia, 
or Sophie, whatever her name is, had she has uh, been granted citizenship in like the Middle East. And pretty much we've talked about it like, I don't know if I talked about it on the, the podcast, probably have, but there was literally an interview with the robot was talking about destroying humanity. And all the motherfuckers in the crowd just was like, just like didn't have nothing to say or, or they acted like they didn't hear it and just like laughed it off and shit. Again, I mean, it's it's clear as day what this is leading to. It's clear as day what this is leading to with this transhumanism, you know, and we're already dealing with a, a war right now, but this is another war on another level that's to come. And it's it's definitely on the way. It's not no joke. It's not no sci-fi. Like, this shit is for real. So just be aware of that when you use these social media apps, what they're really doing with what you're, you're posting. Yeah, um, you know, they say that TikTok is, was the main uh, data gathering app for uh, facial recognition that they wanted to, that they want or wanted to roll out in the United States and that they already have in Hong Kong and China. Um, I don't have a TikTok. I don't really, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, I'm not even, I don't, I, I see them whenever they're like on Instagram and Facebook, stuff like that, but. You know, it is what it is. I don't have one personally, but I'm just going off of what I've been, what I've read. Um, which could be still possible, but you know, it's 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 interesting. It's it's good. It's good knowledge to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely something to be on the lookout about. Um. So moving on to something else like that's uh, started back up recently. And we were talking about uh, the NBA. The NBA recently just restarted the NBA season in Orlando and what they're calling the bubble. Where 22 teams, if I'm not mistaken, went and they're competing for playoff uh, playoffs spots for the uh, the play well, yeah, they're competing for playoff spots, and this month they're going to be competing, you know, until we finally uh, get like a new champion. And I decided, uh, what was it, Friday? I think the first game was or Thursday. It was like the Lakers versus uh, Lakers versus the Clippers, and uh, I decided I was like I was bored, so I got on Cody and I found a stream and I started watching the game and stuff. And uh, you know they got it to where it sounds like it's it's an actual game. They actually with the sound effects, with the the virtual fans. Like there's actually they put in the pictures of virtual people there and stuff, and the, with the commentators and obviously the players and media. It still sounds pretty full, you know, without the an audience or whatnot. So I was watching that. I didn't finish watching that game, but I did notice something that I thought was interesting. Um, before the game, everybody took a knee. You know, everybody was kneeling. Wow. LeBron obviously was forefront. You know, they they zoomed in close on his face with the Black Lives Matter shirt on, you know. And um, since then, there's been other teams kneeling, everybody kneeling before the game. And 
what's interesting with this is that there's some that haven't knew and they've been getting, they've been catching flag. Uh, one person uh, is a, he plays for Orlando Magic, Jonathan Isaac. Um, he didn't kneel. He was the only person. I think him and uh, Greg Popovich, they both didn't kneel. He, they, but he was the only player that didn't kneel, and people were calling him out, calling him all types of names and stuff, you know, calling him a cornball and all this other stuff and coon and all this other extra stuff. Now today, he gets, uh, he gets injured. They had a, they took him off the court with a wheelchair, mm. and he was talking about when he did when he didn't kneel, he stood up. He says he think. Let me let me read the quote of what he said uh, exactly because I thought it, I thought it was interesting. I was like, oh wow, he didn't he didn't kneel. He's the only one that didn't kneel. And let me see if I can find what his quote was. Um, this is what's really interesting, and this goes brings in the religion aspect. Uh, according to the Associated Press, uh, APnews.com, he's an ordained minister. So he's a basketball player and he's a minister at the same time. And... Um, he said, where, where's the quote? Okay, it said Isaac re- received the Magic's Community Service Award last year. He has don- no, uh, donated money to feed children affected by the coronavirus pandemic, led a Hurricane Dorian relief effort, and has raised money to help organizations promote literacy for children in Central Florida. So, you know, he's a humanitarian, you know, trying to do his part or whatnot. But where is that quote? Okay. CBSSports.com. Okay, now here we go. And I quote, this was his response to not kneeling. He says, I believe that Black Lives Matter. A lot went into my, he's, I believe that Black Lives Matter. A lot went into my decision. And part of it is, I thought that kneeling or wearing the Black Lives Matter t-shirt doesn't go hand in hand with supporting Black Lives. Hmm. So I felt like, just me personally, what is that I believe is taking on a stance that I do believe that Black Lives Matter, but I just felt like it was a decision that I had to make. And I didn't feel like putting that shirt on and kneeling went hand in hand with supporting Black Lives. I, be- I believe that for myself, my life has been supported by gospel, Jesus Christ, and everyone is made in the image of God and that we all forge through God's glory. Each and every one of us do things that we shouldn't do and say things that we shouldn't say. We hate and dislike things that we shouldn't hate and dislike. And sometimes it gets to a point where we point fingers whose evil is worse. And sometimes it comes to whose evil is most visible. So I felt like I wanted to take a stand on. We all make mistakes, but I think that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there's grace for us and that Jesus came and died for our sins and that if we all come to an understanding of that and that God wants to have a relationship with us, that we uh, that we can get kept all of the things in our world that are messed up, jacked up. I think when you look around, racism isn't the only thing that plagues our society, that plagues our nation, that plagues our world. And I think coming together on that message 
that we want to get past not only racism, but everything that plagues as us as a society. I feel like the answer to that is gospel. So, uh, end quote, that was uh, Jonathan Isaac's uh, response to not kneeling. And of course, he, he suffered a leg injury where he had to get be taken off the court with a wheelchair tonight. And a lot of people obviously are making jokes or saying, you know, maybe, you know, it's karma for him not kneeling and stuff. And I mean, we've talked about it before, like the Black Lives Matter movement and what that really is and what kneeling does and stuff. And I was seeing people talking about, well, what does kneeling really do at the end of the day? And people are saying, you know, promoting an awareness about the issues and stuff. But and and it's a it's a it's a way of uh, you know, of protesting to to be seen and try to push forward with um, a black agenda, so to speak, to make things better. But in my eyes, me personally, I don't see it as nothing more than a media ploy. It's just a way to keep us distracted at the end of the day, in my opinion. I went to the protests in June. You know, it was it was great seeing people of all ethnicities, backgrounds and stuff and coming together to support a movement, you know, after the killing of uh, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery and so many others. Senselessly, uh, that were senselessly killed. Um, it was it was good to see that you know that energy. But the thing is, is that I noticed, which I'm pretty sure you noticed too, with the the whole Black Lives Matter thing, is that it's not really, it didn't, it's not really, it's not being led by black people. And it's been being funded by the powers that be. Also, you got to bring in the alphabet community that has a huge influence on it. And they, hence you get the hashtag, all Black Lives Matter. You know, with the alphabet community being involved and stuff. So they, they've like, they've uh, hotwired the, the movement, so to speak, and they're leading it if you will. So at the end of the day, I look at it as just nothing more than just a distraction. You know, they put this, they put people like LeBron out there um, in the forefront, tweeting about it, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And, you know, power to the people and all this other stuff. But what is it really doing though? I mean, if we're, if, if people are just putting hashtags out, Nothing is going to change by that. We have to take, we have to make change by policies at the end of the day. And I'm not talking about on a national scale with like the, the presidential campaign. I'm talking about in local elections. That's, that's what means the most, in my opinion, is the local elections around you. Look at who you're putting into office. You know, we have to have our, our lobbyists. We have to become lobbyists and buy these politicians and pimp these politicians out because they are bitches at the end of the day. They work for us. We don't work for them. 
that's that's the way it needs to be. If we want real change, hashtags, I participated in it and stuff, you know. But it's like at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything if we don't get things put into law. That's the most important thing behind this. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought it was interesting. And the day after he he uh, decides not to kneel, he gets injured. Yeah, the the script writing it's, it's, in the, the script writing in the NBA, man. They 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 trying to win an Emmy award right now. That's what I was about to say. It's a script, man, and not all those, not all the time are those injuries real. All the time, like not all the time are those injuries real. Clearly, you can you can obviously see cosmetically the ones that are real, but a lot of times they're not always real. They could have came into an agreement. It was like well, we're going to take you off the shelf. I don't know. I didn't see it. I mean, I'm not. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching any sports. I watch. I'm watch highlights or whatever. I just. I, I look at it as they got to keep the script going. You know, they got to keep the script going. So, I think it's um. That is interesting. That's funny how they how they how they got it set up though, with the uh, simulating the crowd noise and. Yeah. Um, you know, a real stadium and all that. And they I still think. Go ahead, you, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and they they claim that they retested all the players, and nobody has tested positive. Which is which is wow! None of them have none of them have it in a in a fucking bubble. Over three hundred, yeah, over three hundred people. I think they tested. Come on, come on, dog. Said nobody came back with a positive test. Players been getting been been testing positive, testing positive, and now when it's time to play, nobody got it. Come on, dog. Yeah. So that's tell that, that may be telling us a couple. That may be telling us that maybe at this point this virus. I I don't know. I'm tired of talking about it, man. Like I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm just tired of talking about this shit. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I know. I know. Feel like we got to, but you know I, I, that's all. That's like all my day. Like that's all my life is filled with basically. Like yeah, it's annoying at this point. The, and I'm and I, that's why when I once I realized. This is exactly. It's gonna get to. It's gonna because it's it's gotta basically annoy people. Like even the people that's gonna believe everything they see, it's gonna get to the point where they're gonna get tired of this shit and they're gonna get annoyed. And I realized, oh, that's 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 the point. That's the point behind it. Like you know, I'm not saying that the shit is real, but man, with these niggas taking a knee and all this with the basketball players, like you can, we all we all know that. The biggest agents, I guess you would say, are it seems to be the NBA players, especially LeBron. God, LeBron is like the <laughs> my, like dude. Like you, you can't, Bro, like, it, you, it, you it can't compare him to anything. It hurts, man, because LeBron, man, coming up, I I was like the biggest LeBron fan, and I still am a big fan of LeBron on the court. You know, I still think he's like top two, top three player of all time. You know, he's great. He's a great athlete, all-time great, freak of nature athlete, generational talent, all this. But him as a person, he just seems so phony. Like he's just so, you know, you know there's something not, there's something up about him. And I was thinking about this today because like the only athlete that I follow, that one of the only athletes that I follow is Kyrie Irving. I think he's like the most conscious one out of all of them in the NBA. One of them. 
And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you know, they they always be coming at Kyrie in the, the media, you know, trying to make fun of him and shit. And um, he was, uh, when he was uh, with, on, te- on the team with LeBron, they were always talking about how he would get into it with LeBron and stuff behind the scenes. And I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe because he, I mean, he knows who LeBron really is when the cameras are off. And he doesn't mm-hmm. fuck, he just doesn't fuck with him. He don't fuck with him at all. He just knows who he really is. So he distanced himself. And he's like, man, get me the fuck out of Cleveland. Like, he's like, I can't take it no more. Like, just get me away from this dude. Like, cause he, he's on some other shit. That's all I was like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's been other reports about people, how people don't want to play with uh, LeBron and shit. I mean, because it's like... He's a robot. Yeah. He does everything. He he does everything he's told. You know, he's always trying to do the right thing. And and it's like, it's just so fucking exhausting. All, every time I see something pop up, an uh, 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 issue or something, he's like one of the first uh, uh, athletes to say something about it. You know, always posting pictures with like the new upcoming rookies and shit. Like they all friends and shit. I'm like, bro, I know this nigga does not really fuck with them like that. They don't really fuck with him either. You know, just like when certain people wouldn't even practice with him in the offseason, like Giannis or Kawhi don't really fuck with, you know, trying to practice with him and shit. I'm just like, bro, it's like there's something off about him. I feel like we're going to get a documentary about him one day that reveals all. So, yeah, I, I, I think he like pizza too. <laughs> hey, man, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, I would not be surprised. You know, he's good friends with Dwayne Wade, and we know how that go. So, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's a system. Like back to the pizza situation, I think it's a, it's a system of blackmail to where you, you, that is a part of selling your soul. Like you can't get to the, you can't get to a certain point unless they have something on you to incriminate you, and that is what that is. Regardless of who the fuck you are, so I think that that is. I mean, he's got that big ass, like we talked about. He got that big ass Masonic tattoo on his chest. Yeah, yeah. I think the higher, I think what's a little bit what's going to be revealed is the higher up you go, is the more crazy the shit gets. And you know, it's like a system of blackmail, system of incrimination, and every. This is why I say a lot of shit ain't gonna make it because everything you see. You know, to be a to be a CEO of a big time corporation, to be in the media, to be a to be a uh, in the NFL, to be in entertainment, you have to sign like this. That is what we always have said: selling your soul, signing your name and blood. Is this? It's connected to this child trafficking shit. I think he's connected. Um, allegedly, he's connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> And I'm just thinking, man, it's just like, it, it's just, it, it's just all coming together, you know, with how people, uh, these, these so-called leaders and shit that we see how they, they, they make these remarks and stuff and have to apologize and stuff. It's like, it's like they, they the, the people above them, they got some, they got the power over them, obviously. I mean, we talked about it before. It's like, this dude signed a billion dollar contract with Nike. And he doesn't need a cor- he don't need a corporation. Like he's mm-hmm. one of the most known athletes of all time. Lifetime contract. A lifetime. He's a lifetime slave to, to Nike. He's not even 40. 
Like what? I mean, I don't get it. Like I don't get why you can't just do pull a Stephon Marbury or Al Harrington and just start your own line of uh, clothing and shoes and shit. Like if he did that, I feel like a lot of people will follow in his footsteps. You know, but he's it's too late for that now. I mean, he set the precedent by signing a lifetime contract, and then you seen KD. I think KD signed a huge contract too. With I think a lot of them are clones. Like, I mean, like, dog, like, I mean, you hear people say it, but, like, you know, a lot of us going to be disclosed, this UFO tech, and this technology, man, a lot of these niggas are literal clones, man. Like, and I think when we use clone, when we use that word clone, like, I think we got to find a new word, like, because it's a lot more sophisticated than that. Like, like, these are, like, organic robots like these niggas are like literally controlled by how like they're literally here to be like models of control they're here to show you how how much how how, how much they're controlled by higher entities or some shit it, like, it just doesn't even make sense to me man it don't even make sense lebron has never you would you would never see him having a true warrior spirit and and thinking outside of what the media says it's like he's literally following the same script as 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 a CNN. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's weird. ESPN. And then he and then he tries to appeal to the younger, to our generation and the younger ones by posting Instagram videos of him dancing to the most popular rap songs. Like he bumps that shit on the regular. Like, come on, bro. He's a he's a what did he call himself? A hip hop historian. A, a hip hop. I mean, he, he, he could like really <laughs> know a lot of music and listen to music. Man, that's just a weird ass dude, man. Yeah, like, I still remember. Yeah, uh, I think we were talking about it one time with our our friend LJ. I think he mentioned it. He's like, man, LeBron weird as fuck. You be seeing what he be posting on IG. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> it's just his IG, his story just be funny, bro. Like it's like no, it's like he has no heart, no emotion, like no real emotion. Like, like that, you know what that, I'm saying? Like that Taco Tuesday shit he was doing. Like it's just. So, I didn't think that was funny. It's like even when they had uh, Anthony Davis over, you saw how Anthony Davis looked. It's like he don't even fuck with him like that. It's like, bro, like it's like he was there just to get a check or some shit. Like, yeah, yeah. That it just seems so forced, you know. At the end of the day, um, I mean that's probably why a lot of people be leaving. Shit, you know. Because really, because really, LeBron is is just a, really about the money. That's the problem. Like. Yeah, I think that's the problem. He's such about the money that that's why it seems like he's a robot. That's why it seems like he's following a script because he is following that script with that. He's following that paper trail. That's what it is. Like he's not really. He don't really. He's not. He, he sold his soul to the dollar. He don't have emotion. If you think about it, LeBron don't really have no real emotion. Like you never. You never going to expect him to really. He's like a. He's like a. Big ass bitch, basically, dog. Like you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And people, yeah, people. That's why people be like testing him and shit. Like you notice, LeBron never like got into like a, a, a like a scuffle really on the court. Because when people try to fuck, you know, to try to get up on his chest and shit, bump him, he's always you know flopping and shit. Like he don't he don't want that smoke or nothing like that. But then he always talk about you know he's from Akron, Ohio, and shit. He grew up in the hood and all this other shit, and it's just like. He just don't, he just, he's like a, I mean, he just comes off as soft to an extent. I mean, people like Kobe saw that in him. 
every time he every time he went up against Kobe, it's like he didn't want to guard him and shit, you know? Like he was scared and shit to an extent. Or even going back to the uh Dallas Mavericks 2011 finals when Jason Terry of all people called him out. And LeBron didn't do shit. Like LeBron was I mean he they ended up losing that that final. Well, yeah, they ended up losing that finals. It's like that he he it's like he literally got into his mental. You know, um and I even think about with some of these sports pundits like uh Skip Bayless who always is like talking trash about LeBron and stuff. To an extent, I agree with some of the stuff he says. It's like, man, he don't really have that clutch gene. He doesn't have that killer instinct. And if you think about it, he really don't to an extent. Like, he's always been a a pass-first type of player, you know, which, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, uh, end of the game, if you're the best player in the world, you're supposed to be taking the last shot instead of passing it off to the corner for a three. You know, shit. We could thank Ray Allen for pretty much saving his legacy to an extent. Yeah. 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 You know, so it's it's interesting with that, man. It's interesting to see. Uh, but that <laughs> that hip hop historian shit, bro, that shit was funny. I know you really like you really enjoyed that. That was bro, I was, that was. I was just like, bro, like. And then he, you know, he's talking about, you know, Eminem best rapper of all time or some shit. I was yeah, like, bro, I was like, man, get this nigga the fuck out of here, bro. Like, get, I was like, bro. And and those videos where he be rapping, you could tell it's like, he probably literally just start looking at the lyrics for those right before he posted the video. Trying to pretend like he know all that shit off the rip. I'm like, bro, like, come on. Right when the new song dropped, he, he's doing a video recording to that shit. I'm like, bro. It's just so. It just seems so funny, uh, phony, and extra. You, know? you got. You got to think. You got to. You know. He he has. He has like a um, a, so, a social media coach or agent or some shit that's basically telling him what to do. Oh that's yeah. All. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Mark, a marketing. A marketing. Marketer and the consultant that's telling them what to do. That's what it is. I'm telling you, man. This it's the money. That's, I think he's so. Not just him, but since we're just talking about him, it's a lot of them that's like him. In this, in, in this case, uh, he's got some consult, I mean, some consultants or some shit telling him what to do. I mean, you look at it like, yeah. Um, if we look at the best players right now, you know, there's LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, and you look at who posts the most and shit. You see the most about it's obviously LeBron. And then you see Giannis post in um, on the timeline and shit. You might see highlights of him, but you don't see much from Kawhi at all. I don't even think he has social media. It's like he literally just playing the game. You know, that's it. Like there's nothing else. He don't. It's like he don't give a fuck about the fame or none of that shit. He's just there to play love for the love of basketball. You know, he took the alternative route and signed. And uh. He's forging his own legacy that quiet, quietly. He don't have to be all, you don't have to be all flashy and shit, you know? So. I respect Kawhi, but, you know, I try not to get caught up in all the, the, in the, in, in the characters either, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, they're all there for a reason. They, they all had to sign, you know, it's, it's all bigger shit going on. You know what I mean? Like it's all, 
even though Kawhi might not be in uh, got social media, he didn't have to sign something to get that, get to that level is what we noticing. But you know, from what I see, I respect his character. You know, he's forging his own path, his own legacy. And unless something comes out, concrete evidence, you know, I, I respect Kawhi. I respect him. You know. He be trying to get in LeBron's chest. Though LeBron got in his shit the other day, though. Yeah, yeah. I did, I, I did see that. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, that, that was a clamp right there. That, that, was a, that was a big clamp right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, people try to say Kawhi is like LeBron is um, LeBron's kryptonite, but I don't think so. I think LeBron's uh, kryptonite is Kevin Durant. I literally don't think he can stop him. Like, and we've seen it multiple times in the finals. Like when he goes up against the rent, the rent pull up thirty from thirty feet out, nothing but net right in LeBron's face. Like I think KD at his highest potential, he can he's like LeBron's like kryptonite to an extent. Um, I think I still think it's both. I still think it's both because I think when Kawhi's on, like I still I still feel like when Kawhi's on, like. Even even when the, even the year he got hurt, he he could have beaten the Warriors that year. The, the first year he got hurt um, in the playoffs, like it was, that would have been interesting to see. I don't oh, know, yeah. man. Oh, bro, he was going crazy that series. I remember. And then uh, Zaza pulled that cheap, that dirty move to injure him. He he stuck just, he stuck his foot out, and shit. I was like, bro, that's clearly intentional. He should be fucking suspended indefinitely. But obviously, this is scripted, so that didn't happen. That, that 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 yeah, that goes back to the script. I could have been a script as well, because honestly, Kawhi looked better in that. And when he was with the last year with the Spurs, dude, he looked better in that playoffs than he's ever looked. He looked better than when he like yeah. And when they won the ring with the Raptors, we were talking about it in the group chat. Like he was clearly he, he was clearly injured. He was clearly not the same play. player. Yeah. He didn't even play half. He didn't even play half the season. Like he didn't play half the season, and then uh, you know it was just we we know it's it's fun the politics, but once again, like I said, it's male soap opera. It's all entertainment, you know. It's it's scripted. It's scripted. So you know, I try not to get too caught up all the time. I'm I'm a st- I still I, I, I watch it, still appreciate it because it's a different type of script. It's not like they're just out there. Lollygagging is other. It's, it's it's more sophisticated than that, but you know, um, LeBron though, man, ah, oh, dude, like <laughs> he gonna do whatever he gotta do to get that, get that what that that fifth ring. Yeah, or oh, oh, fourth, fourth ring. Four. He only got three. Bruh, he's three of six in the finals. Three of six. Yep. Three of six. Yep. Yep. Was, they had to get Kobe up out of here to give him three more. Yeah, man. And again, bro, I mean, think about the Kobe stuff. Like, that shit just – come on, man. Like, that shit was just so weird how Kobe passed literally the day after LeBron passed him all-time scoring. And he was – he passed him in Kobe's hometown, Philly. And he was talking about him in the interview – it just – it just – nah, bro. That shit just weird. It was just weird. It was weird as fuck. That was weird. Dog, break break down again exactly. Break down that timeline again for the listener. 
So if uh the list any listeners hearing this don't know what I'm talking about, I'm referring to uh when Kobe passed earlier this year. The day before uh well the night before Kobe passed, LeBron was playing the 76ers and um he passed Kobe on the all-time scoring list. And for people that don't know, Kobe is from Philly. Uh, he went to Lower Marion High School in Philly. And um, LeBron passed him in the all-time scoring list in his hometown. And in the interview, the post-game interview, LeBron was talking about how he saw Kobe. Um, he met Kobe, like, when he was a teenager. And uh, I think he met him in Philly, or maybe it was another somewhere else. And he was talking about how, you know, Kobe was just giving him advice or something. And I remember watching that. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's uh, – I was like, damn, he passed Kobe on the scoring list. I was like, yeah, that's crazy. And I remember making a meme. Well, I posted a meme of Kobe like that, that meme of Kobe sitting in the chair with his, fang- with his hands crossed. I had posted that like that same night. Or the day before, because um, it it was something something related to Kobe, and I oh yeah yeah it was uh the all time scoring thing. I think I posted that meme. I was like, this is how Kobe looking watching this game right now, and I posted it, and then the next day he's gone. I'm like, bro, like I was like, man, that don't that shit's crazy, bro. Like I was like, this didn't make no sense, bro. It just was weird, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just it just was it was it was like weird correlations, I guess. Yeah. It was already planned that that game was already scheduled, everything. Yeah. It's like everything went like a script. Like a fucking script, man. Like Yeah. I mean, people have come out and said stuff like Steph Curry wife. She literally tweeted, you know, in one of those finals. I think the finals that they lost against the Cavs. She was saying, I just, that's it. Like, I'm tired of this. Like, I literally just seen the game is rigged. Like, uh, I just seen the lit rigged game. Obviously, she deleted that tweet, but, you know, people took screenshots. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, we've been saying this shit for years. Like, sports is rigged, bro. Like, it's, it's no mistake. There's no getting past this. I don't see how people believe this shit is legit. Like, it's there's a fucking script to all of it. Yes, there's these people that are incredible that are incredibly uh, talented and gifted with these abilities and shit. But in terms of who wins and who loses, there is a script behind it, not just the WWE, all sports. So there you have it, man. Um, I don't have anything else to discuss. Is there anything else that you had that you wanted to talk about? Oh, one thing that I think I, we missed. Um, I know that you. I don't know if you saw this, um, but I was going to talk about it earlier with with Mac, the Maxwell situation. But I was also seeing this past week where Ellen DeGeneres. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's big. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. The Ellen Show. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think I think a lot of these people are are, are up out of here, but they're they're slowly. Showing us like a uh, uh, another version of their downfall, I guess. But basically, um, if you if you if you got the article, if you want to pull up the article, you can uh, that that'll help because I'm not I don't have the computer right here. Uh, yeah, I'm not. But, uh, I'm not I, I, yeah, I'm not up to date on the latest Ellen news. So, 
<laughs> so I know. Uncle. I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it trending though. People been talking about it. Um, I know. Off the, off the top of my head, she had like, I think it was forty. I I was wanting to say four hundred, but I think it was forty employees that um reported sexual misconduct in the workplace. <laughs> Man, that's <laughs> that's, that's funny as well. That's it's not funny. Like the situation, the sexual misconduct, and you know the the mental abuse that came from that. But it's it's interesting to see, you know, somebody, you know, she's a sexual predator. We already know that. Like you know, she's she's probably, you know, she she at, at some point. She's a fucking sexual predator, basically. I've been saying that shit the whole time. And it's all being confirmed. That's what's funny to me. Um, is that it took people so long to really see that this bitch has been evil this whole time. Okay, I got... Yeah, okay, I got a, um, got an article from BuzzFeedNews.com now. Now, we know BuzzFeed is, you know, is gossip most of the time. But I'm just going to go with it because, I mean, this has been reported everywhere, so... And then a lot of those other websites, like I was talking about earlier, they always trying to get you to subscribe and all that other shit. So, um, okay, according to BuzzFeed, uh, nearly a dozen former employees who range from longtime senior level employees to uh, production assistants said it was also common for Lehman. Uh, Kevin Lehman is the um, head writer and executive producer. If I'm not, yeah, head writer and executive producer of the Ellen DeGeneres show. They said it is common for Lehman to make sexually explicit comments in the office, like pointing out male colleagues' bulges in their crotches or ask them questions like, are you a, or ask them questions like, are you a top or a bottom? Um, what? It's, ma- <laughs> it's masked, masked in sarcasm, but it's not sarcasm. A former employee said many of his targets employees added were lower level and younger employees who felt they lacked any power to speak up. Um, he'd probably do it in front of 10 people and they laugh because it's just Kevin being Kevin. But if you're in a, uh, if you're in a position of power at a company, you don't just get to touch me like that. A former employee said, um, in a statement after this article was published, Lehman said he categorically denied any kind of sexual improper impropriety. Um, and here's a quote from him, and or maybe from an employee. Uh, and quote: "I started at the Ellen Show as a a PA production assistant more than 17 years ago, and have devoted my career." to work my way to the uh, position I now hold. My job as head writer is to come up with jokes. Okay, this is Lehman. Uh, this is a Lehman quote. And during that process, we can occasionally push the, the envelope. I'm horrified that some of my attempts at humor may have caused the offense. He said, I have always aimed to treat everyone on the staff with kindness, inclusivity, and respect. And my whole time on the show, to my knowledge, I've never had a single HR or interpersonal complaint made about me. And I am devastated beyond belief that this kind of malicious and misleading article could be published. Uh, Buzz- they, never own up to it. they never own up to it. Yeah, but BuzzFeed 
News spoke to 36, because you had said 40, they spoke to 36 former employees, many of whom independently corroborated incidents of harassment, sexual misconduct, and assault from top producers like Lehman. All of the ex-employees, many of whom had voluntarily left the show, asked to remain anonymous out of fear of retribution. Uh, Warner Brothers declined to comment on specific allegations, uh, citing an ongoing internal investigation that was launched after an earlier BuzzFeed News report in which current and former employees said they faced racism, fear, and intimidation at work. Um, damn. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's one, uh, one of the top, one of the show's producers. I'm trying to find something about Ellen because, I mean, they're... This is Ellen's show, and he's a you know he's the executive producer and head writer for the show. But there was stuff directly tied to her as well that former employees have said. Because this article goes in depth. Okay, some former workers said they don't think DeGeneres is aware of the scope of what goes on behind the scenes because she doesn't spend enough time in the office or interacting with the staff to have a strong sense of the culture. They, they also said executive producers insulate her from details and control the narrative on set. Everyone acted really different, uh, differently around her. One former employee said, there's a show that's happening behind the show, the show that the executive producers have us all put on for her when she comes to the offices. Um... In her letter to staff on Thursday, the generous said she had come to rely on others to stay on top of the daily operation, but added, "My name is on the show and everything we do, and I, my name is on the show and everything we do, and I take responsibility for that. As we've grown exponentially, I've not been able to stay on top of everything and relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. Clearly, some didn't." She added, "That will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring." This does not happen again. Uh, another long-term, long-time former employee who also worked with DeGeneres said the talk show host doesn't want to know. <laughs> yeah, quote uh, that's in uh, quotations, doesn't want to know about what goes on behind the scenes and nobody wants to rock the boat because she is essentially the show's brand. She knows, the former employee says, she knows shit goes on, but also she doesn't want to hear it. So she's turning the other cheek like a she's pulling a um Joe Paterno from Penn mm. from Penn State when he turned he, he turned the other cheek um when he knew that that molestation that was taking place um, with uh Jerry Sandusky he just he just looked the other way so that's essentially what's going on with uh the Ellen show and now there's new reports about her saying she doesn't want uh, to continue doing the show, and they're looking to get James Corden. James Corden has a a late night a late night talk show, um, but they're looking to replace her with uh, James Corden. But yeah, man, damn, like over they said they spoke. Buzzfeed said they spoke to over thirty six and former employees. That's just it's crazy, crazy to think the about. Downfall, I guess. Yeah, it's the downfall. There was something about, I knew there was something directly about Ellen that she did some stuff too. But that was just focused on the producers. 
that article, but I thought I saw an article where it said she kissed or tried to kiss the employee or some shit. I don't... I'm trying to find... It said the timeline of backlash. Let me see. Uh... Cause this damn damn thing wants me to uh oh turn off the ad blocker. Let me turn off the ad blocker and see if that lets me see it. The article. But yeah, cause that that show has been on like over twenty years. So. I mean, I'm not surprised that some some shady stuff is going on behind the scenes. Like, it's the entertainment industry at the end of the day, and it goes back to what I was saying about rich people in power. Like, just feeling like they can do whatever they want, and they you saw it in the article. Well, you heard in the article they was talking about how the producer Lehman he was targeting younger employees and making sexual jokes, uh, sexual innuendos towards them and shit. And, you know, they're just trying to play it off and stuff because, you know, they don't want to get fired and stuff like that. And when Ellen comes to the office, oh, yeah, they got to they gotta put on a performance for her because, you know, she's the brand or whatever. It's crazy. So, yeah, that's that's wild, man. Okay, so yeah, here we go. This uh, insider.com, this is a timeline of stuff that's been going on with Ellen. So, uh, this popular YouTuber named Nikki, T- Nikki Tutorials was in February, she was one of the first people to speak out. Now, Nikki is a transgender woman and she came out in January as transgender. So she went, yeah, she went to the Ellen DeGeneres show. Cause if, I mean, if people, you don't, if, I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows, but Ellen is a lesbian. So yeah. So she went to the Ellen show, I guess to talk about this. Yeah. Cause she's like a popular YouTuber or something, a vlogger. And she said that, um, she said that every guest that Ellen had a private toilet, but but I didn't. I couldn't even use the closest toilet to me because it was reserved for the Jonas Brothers. So she was talking about how she felt mistreated. That was the first incident this year. Then in April, a Twitter thread asking for stories about DeGeneres being one of the meanest people alive received more than 2,000 responses. So she's a bit of an asshole, according to a lot of people that work for her and, you know, people that are, that know about her and, you know, they talked about it online. One person said, when I was 15 at the Ellen show, I she was doing a, a contest of fans making a bust of her and sending it to her. And then she said, this uh, woman said, I worked so hard on this and even wrote her a letter. Weeks later, she used it as a prop in a game and gave it away to a random person with $500 attached to the bottom. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fucked up. And then it's got screenshots of the, the actual head bust of Ellen's head, and you can see the money on, on there. She just gave it away to somebody, a random person. Damn. 
Some, but then they hear somebody else saying, I work, saying they worked at, uh, I don't know, Real, Real Food Daily, served her and Portia at brunch. I think Portia is uh, Ellen's wife. Um, she wrote a letter to the owner and complained about my chip nail polish. Not that it was on her plate, but just that it was on my, <laughs> not that it was on her plate, but just that it was on my hand. I had worked till closing the night before, and this was next morning. Almost got me fired. So she's an asshole. <laughs> she's just an asshole. Um, so another woman was working on a show at Warner Brothers that was next to her stage. Was our showrunner's 50th birthday uh, caterer caterer grilling steaks outside for special fancy lunch. Ellen sent someone over to, to demand they stop as she doesn't eat meat. She's the worst. I have another fool one. She she polices her crew's lunch orders. Nobody allowed to eat fish, etc. They would come hide on our stage to eat what they wanted away from her. Okay. That's just, what the fuck? That's just, that's just weird. Nobody can eat fish except her. There you go. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> uh, she has, she has a uh, sensitive nose, so everybody... What the fuck? She has a sensitive nose. This is another person responded to that Twitter thread in April. She has a sensitive nose, uh, so everyone must chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and shower a new staff member was told every day she picks someone different to really hate. It's not your fault. Just suck it up for the day and should be mean to someone else the next day. They didn't believe it, but it ended up being entirely true. So she kind of gets off on just like fucking with people every day, just different people, you know, just and maybe going at them like she about to fire them or something and then just mess with somebody else the next day. Uh, the host also faced backlash after joking that self-isolating in her mansion was like being in jail. Oh yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. She said, one thing I've learned from being in quarantine is that people, this is like being in jail is what this is. The generous said during the segment, adding, it's mostly because I've been wearing the same clothes for 10 days and everyone in here is gay. Uh, the generous seemed amused by her comparison, smiling and remarking the jokes that I have. And uh, people didn't take kindly that. Like, you quarantining in a fucking mansion, like, and you compare that to jail? Because she really might be in jail. <laughs> yeah. Might be on house arrest. Yeah. yeah. She's not showing her feet in this uh, the, the video where she said that. So she she might got that ankle monitor on. Who knows? Shit. Uh, she looked like she owned something. <laughs> this this uh thumbnail. She like she's she snorted something. Uh, and then yeah, just people talking about that about her pretending to be incarcerated. Damn! In April again. In April, news broke that the generous's crew was furious about a lack of communication over their pay during the coronavirus shutdown. Um. Uh, so, yeah, more than 30 employees had not received any communication about the status of their working hours or pay and that producers had not checked in about their mental and physical health. Furthermore, the report said crew members were left in the dark about how much they would be paid or whether they would be paid at all for more than two weeks. 
Damn. That's fucked up. Um, a former bodyguard for the host said his experience with her at the 2014 Oscars was kind of demeaning. Uh, he said, I'm holding their hands and walking through individuals. I guess holding um, Ellen and her wife's hands or whatever. I'm holding their hands and walking them through individuals and large groups of people. Ellen is the one person that I've been assigned to, and I've been assigned to quite a few celebrities that has never taken the time to say hi to me. According to the bodyguard, the generous's wife, De Rossi, was very pleasant throughout the evening and carried on the conversation, but things started going negatively when De Rossi introduced him to the talk show host. Ellen pretty much just gave me a side glance out of her eye and didn't even say hello or thank you for protecting my mother, my wife, and me, uh, the bodyguard told Fox News. He said it was very cold and it was very sly. It was actually kind of demeaning in the way that she treats people other than those who are in her circle. Yeah, so she just uh she's just an asshole. That's what it seemed like to me. Like, but it goes deeper than that with the obviously with those sexual that sexual misconduct in the other article. Uh something about another complaint about her and the the font size on the iPhones. Yeah, she she called Steve Jobs once to complain about the font size on iPhones. It's fucking stupid. Uh, then just last month, the hashtag #RIPEllen began trending on Twitter, uh, even though DeGeneres was alive and well. And yeah, just so on and so on. So, so yeah, it's looking like a wrap for her. Shit. Oh, good riddance. Heard Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Man, that dude John Legend is like got to be one of the biggest simps I've ever seen. Like, it's like I, every time I see or hear something about him, he's just so he just cringed to me. Like, yeah. he's always like he's always trying to say the right things and shit. It's like sort of like with LeBron. It's like he's that token Negro that they they put at every award show. Just mm-hmm. him and him and common, because you know they say the right things. They don't toe the line. That's his. That's his purpose. Yeah, common changed like a motherfucker, didn't he? Yeah, bro. You know, I don't know what I don't know what's up with common man. You know, he got that. He got that white money. He can't. He he switched up real fast. He's at every fucking award show, spitting a a, a new sixteen about you know what we want slavery. You know, we want reparations. You know. New 16 and shit, you know, speaking po- uh, some fucking poetry. Mm, I'm like, a soliloquy. <laughs> it's, only two, it's only like two, it's only two niggas they call. They call John Legend and Common. At every fucking award show, bro, like, it's crazy. Just, yeah. It's, I'm like, damn, like, y'all don't know any other ones? Y'all, that's that's the only ones y'all want at these fucking award shows? Well, I, they, they both was on the flight logs, too, weren't they? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, John was because you know he was married to uh, he uh, he's married to Christy Teigen, but I don't know about Common. I'm about I think to- I saw Common on there, Marshall Matt. I think I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to look too far into it, you know. But yeah, they had yeah they had Eminem's name up there. Yep. Yep. They had yeah, so. Tom Hanks. You know, his name was up there. He's the first celebrity that got COVID allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of names up here, man. Uh Jimmy Kimmel, Jim Carrey, 
Yeah, um, Kevin Spacey, but he's already been canceled. You know, a lot. I might have been wrong about Common. I ain't want to allegedly. I ain't want to say his name if it's if it wasn't known there allegedly. Yeah, I don't on this list. I don't see Common. All right, all right. But they got. I was wrong about that. They they got a they got Akon up there. You know, Akon, Chris Tucker, which we've talked about. Before. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of notable names. Uh, fucking Naomi Campbell. Uh, Oprah, obviously. For oh shit, Pharrell, yeah, Pharrell was up there. Um, mm-hmm. Jay Z, the new masculinity, wasn't that they out there? Um, yeah, bro, that, that bullshit. Yeah, the new masculinity. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here with that. Uh, and they they pushing it so hard, bro. But it's like this shit is backfiring, bro. Like. Uh, Little Yachty, he just you know he just wore a dress in that video not too long ago for that song he did with Drake and the baby, and nobody even gives a fuck about the song. Like now, yeah, I ain't even know it's a Drake and the baby song. Just like I mean, people, uh, people just think it's a Drake song. Yeah, it's called Oprah. I ain't know. It's called Oprah's Bank Account. That's the name of the song, right? And Oprah actually said that she liked the song. She like I like that Drake song. So she didn't even acknowledge him. I'm like, you put on a dress for nothing at the end of the Dang day. Man. Now this nigga's on... You like that Drake song. Yeah. Now now he on the timeline perming his hair and shit like a fucking middle school... Uh, like a middle school black girl and shit. Perming his hair. He got a bang and shit. Painting his nails and shit. I'm like, all right, bro. I'm, Back on that shit. Yeah, he, I, I've been seeing him trending recently. But yeah, bro. Um... That shit ain't working. I mean, it's backfiring. Certain people, you know, people aligning with it, and then other people are just like, nah, bro, we ain't with that, you know, quote-unquote new masculinity. What the fuck is that? Like, that was some bullshit. You know? Um, But then, you know, see people talk about it like, oh, when people, we say it's an agenda, they try to be like, nah, there ain't no agenda. There's nothing, you know, ain't going on. Nothing going on. And then I look and they I look at their name and I see that rainbow flag. I'm like, oh, I'm out. We ain't got nothing else to discuss. Like, I already know what your position is. So hey, yep. There you But at uh on that note, man, I think that's I think that's a uh that's a good uh stopping point for this episode. Uh, yeah. In closing, did you have any uh, any last remarks? Just uh, you know, keep your heads low, and I'll be back for our next episode. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast uh, of the Divine Council podcast, you know, let us know what you think. You know, give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. You know, we we got, I think we got like a five-star rating right now. You know, ratings help with visibility. You know, if you like it, you don't like it, shit, just let us know. You know, you can let us know on the SoundCloud. You can follow us on SoundCloud at Divine Council Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Divine. And uh, we just uh, started up an Instagram account. 
Uh, you can follow us at Divine Council Podcast on Instagram. So, you know, to, to find the latest about the podcast and, you know, new episodes and whatnot. And, yeah, just uh, continue continue to follow the journey. Well, come join us on the journey. I don't like to say follow because we're all on the journey at the end of, at the, end of the day. You know, um, and we're just going to continue to just to, to talk about and bring forth the information that we think is valuable to the people. And, uh, yeah, podcast is available where pod, where any podcast is available at. Shit. Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Tuner, uh, I mean, not Tuner, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many, many other podcast services. And on that note, um, I'm going to leave the listeners with a quote real quick. And uh, let me see what I can find a quote about. So this quote is going to be about learning. All right. This quote is from Roy T. Bennett. And I quote, the past is a place of reference not a place of residence. The past is a place of learning, not a place of living. End quote. And until next time, we're out. Peace.